Welcome back, everybody. This is the Living with Power Hope podcast. My name is Lena Abjemra. I'm your host, and I've got with me my co-host. Hi, guys. I'm Diana. And we're pretty excited to be with you. We are recording on a rainy day here. Uh, some fun topics on friendships, and it's great because we're friends. And well, most days. Yeah, <laughs> most days. We're soul sisters. And so listen, guys, if you're just tuning into this podcast, let me tell you a little bit about what we do here. Uh, our ministry is called Living with Power Ministries, where we share biblical truth for everyday life. The Hope Podcast is meant to do that, to give you hope. And then we do it by focusing on uh, on God and His Word in a post-Christian culture. And so we try to talk about everything. This series we're in is called Soul Sisters, and we're talking about some real-life topics. My sister lives, what, half a mile from me? Not even, I think quarter of a mile away. And so we spend a lot of time together. We get to see life on the inside. And so we talked about dating and relationships recently. And you asked a question at the end of that podcast, which is leading in today's uh, talk. And so again, if you're if you've been here before, then you know how these goes. And if you have never been here before, then welcome. You can look in our archives. There's plenty of material on anything that you may think about and ask about. And so we are glad you're here. Uh, we're glad that you have found us. Diana, what are we going to talk about today? Friendship. Yeah, you asked a great question at the end of the, of the dating topic that we did, the, the marriage and singleness one. And you said, hey, if we're lonely in relationship with uh, whether you're single and lonely or married and lonely, one of the most important things is to cultivate friendships. And mm-hmm. I like that word, cultivate. Yeah, well, Be- because I think that's what you have to do with friendships, yeah. especially as you get older. Always, right. really. Well, let's, I mean, why is it hard to find friends? I mean, this, I mean, I feel like I'm in high school sometimes where, like, I'll tell you a little bit about my high school experience and whether you asked or not. But basically, we moved when I was 16 and a senior, 15 and a senior in high school. And so I showed up to Green Bay, Wisconsin from Beirut, Lebanon. We grew up in Beirut. And I mean, we, we spoke English. It wasn't like we were fresh off the boat. We had been in the U.S. before, but this is our first permanent move. And I, oh, it was awful. I remember like stressing about lunch. Where was I going to sit? And I had a couple of friends who, God bless them, they were so kind to me, but they were like, in hindsight, the nerds. I mean, and I love nerds now, but it was hard in high school to show up to that environment. And as hard as it was to make friends coming from Lebanon to Green Bay in 1987, it is just as hard in 2022. Well, and I don't you think it gets harder to make friends the older you get? 150%, yes. So why, why? Let's start with some simple, like, because I think this is one of our biggest needs in our culture right now. Well, definitely, and I think that, I mean, we all can agree that even though we're living in a social media, internet-connected world, there's lots of data that shows we are lonelier than ever and less friends than ever. Very much so, so yeah. So that's a... And, and that might, you know, at first you're going to be like, that's weird. But of course, all of us have to be doing that for one day to understand well, that it is. Well, really- what are some of the reasons? I think there's some obvious reasons of why we're so lonely. Well, I think, again, we everything is about doing it faster and without any you With know, less any margin. Help. I think we're more online, which is the fake friendships. Like, you think you're connected to people, but you're not really connected. We're more isolated. Everything is automatic. I mean, it's easier, and, and, it's and, faster. And our culture, like, in the Western world, too, com- even compared to the East, like, it's a broader, people move around more. Like, there's mm-hmm. just some big you know, dynamics, like cultural dynamics that have impacted that. Like even outside of the local church, even the local church, you can now go to bigger churches where you show up, you're a consumer, you're online more. Mm-hmm. You, there's, you, there isn't that and because we of, know everyone is so busy, we don't want to bother anyone. Yes. So sometimes it's even rooted out of like just politeness, know, getting a ride to the airport. There's so many easier ways than bothering someone to you ask You just them. get an Uber. I have a friend who asks to take me to the airport every time she knows I'm traveling and I have a heart attack going, wow, I don't, re-, you know, now I'm, 
Yeah. Used to it, in fact. But at first, I was like, "You don't have to take me." And she's like, "I want to take you." But that's so rare because why would I ask? I can just figure it out. Oh, I I know. I, I like I feel bad asking you sometimes. Well, yeah. I mean, at the rate that you travel, you should feel <laughs> I mean, a little bad. I mean, I, I want to confess, like I am a little bit sheepish on that. But that's what was there a Seinfeld episode that talked about that? That's how you know your true friend. I one never was cool enough for them. Me neither. But Seinfeld. I heard about it. I know. Yeah. I feel bad too. I'm gonna leave, relive the nineties. Maybe we Seinfeld. shouldn't say that. They won't watch our podcast. I know. We I'm love, sorry, guys. We love, we love that show, Seinfeld. guys. We know all of them. There wasn't no Seinfeld. It's a different show. Yes. Yeah, okay, now I should. Stop okay, she talking. needs to stop talking. But basically, Seinfeld has an episode that talks about the airport ride which is true like it's like it's so much easier to not inconvenience anyone but the at the risk of in, of conveniencing someone what has happened is we've become more isolated more lonely and there's not a space to grow in friendship which is what we want to talk about here so it's, we know it's hard it's harder as you get older but here's the tragedy and i think this is sort of where we want to land because this is a really aimed i think the series is aimed to really bless christians and encourage christians and challenge christians and like it is hard in the church. Yeah, and I wanted to add one more thing and ask you if you thought about this. You know, with the COVID era, the politics became so divided, making friendship really more challenging, right? Like, well, nobody saw anybody. And so, well, not, I don't mean even with that, but the strong opinions on, you know, being on the extreme side of this or extreme side of that. So it's hard to even be friends with people that might not agree with you. Right. Well, oh, yeah, like the, the opinions. That yeah, is, so like you yeah. there's no way to be friends. If you're a vaccine person, then God mask, forbid you should be with the non-vaccine versus you don't see people able to bridge those gaps, creating in the, more. In, in the church, there's in more the church, division. Yeah, right. there are a lot of division and making friendships harder, and that's just you know challenge and, and it's almost like here's another layer to it to, to come to think of it i mean this is i mean these are problems we all know and understand but like vocalizing them it's kind of sad but you you almost don't even give anymore the benefit of someone to speak their opinion on something you look at their social media and you can already tell like you if you see them without a mask outside you're like you know or with a mask whatever your bias is right you know or their comments about the plane decision look we're doing this right around. and automatically you go oh, i'm never going to be their friend because they're on that side and so politics have infiltrated the mm -hmm. church That's to the point where yeah. we can't even like there's a sort of a wall that builds in our souls and and then the church is more you know far away there's not the community like before where we grew up we were like three minutes from church mm -hmm. like our whole life was around church it wasn't and we went to church three times to a week five times a week right but you also didn't now if i if the church told me there are three services i'd panic because i'd have to drive a ways to get there well, and you'd panic because we don't live like that anymore correct so now now the why this impacts you and me as we're listening we're not trying to just we know it's hard but we can't survive without friends. I mean, you might be able to survive without without a spouse if you're single. You might be married and lonely and survive. But you need you need mm -hmm. friends. God created us for community. He didn't. I mean, did he create us for marriage? Maybe you could say not really. There's a lot saying Jesus didn't marry. There's plenty of single people in the Bible, but he created us for community. I mean, God the Father, God the Spirit, God the, God the Son, God the Spirit, just three in one. So this idea of intimate relationship with one another is not restricted to marriage. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I think, you know, that's something you have challenged me in is really pursuing friendships um, intentionally uh, in the amongst Christians. Because I'm very, it's, it's hard to, to get deep with people. And um, do you find it's hard to? Uh... Yeah, so, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, one of the things that I thought we should talk about, like, how do you get past talking about the weather as an example? Like, right, I mean, 
this is the problem with so many small groups. I hate small groups because you show up to a small group. What I mean when I say small group is those, those groups that you get together to do Bible study. And you spend like two hours of your time. I don't go to one right now. I mean, I'll fess up, but, but I've hated them traditionally because they've always felt a waste of my time. I'm not a, as you can imagine, guys, I'm not a small talk kind of person. I'm all in or all out. Like there's not a happy medium. And this is a, a, a flaw maybe in me, but that also impacts my friendships. And so, so it takes me a while to make a friend, but when I make a friend, I want to be all in or all out. And so we go to small group and it's all about the weather. It may not be the weather. It may be your Enneagram, the cookies. The the cookies. Oh my goodness. Like you can delete all those things. And, and now, but the, but you have to be sensitive because there are all kinds of personalities mm -hmm. in the group. But Absolutely. so someone like me, you show up and, and yes, if it takes you an hour and 40 minutes to get past, past the weather to end up with 15 minutes of conversation, how many of us last that long? So how do you get through those? It's almost like dating. Maybe why I never, I've always joked that the reason I've never married is that I, if I could get to date number 11, I'd be okay. It's those first 11 dates. So, so, so that sort of, so how do you get deep in a time where it's healthy, where it's not weird? Like you can't meet somebody and on day one go like, you know, what's your deepest, darkest secrets? Can you be authentic in this friendship? Like there has to be, a, what's an acceptable amount of time that you talk about the weather? Well, as you said, I think so many people are wired differently, but I think the point that I see is people are very comfortable talking about the weather for a very long time because they're not comfortable going deeper. So at some point, you have to ask the harder questions and it's it might you might lose that person but somebody has to take that next step deeper and plunge deeper um so that relationship can go to the next level what are characteristics okay so who how do you how do you recognize a friend? Like, what are the things you should look for? Like, we think about, a lot of times in the church, we talk about what you should look for in a husband or in a wife, if you're a guy. But what are the characteristics you should look for in a friend? Well, and we didn't talk about this in the dating yeah. uh, one last time. We, we never, we recorded that. Right. But we, some people think you shouldn't have only chemistry more than friendship in a spouse. But really, at the end of the day, you have to have a strong friendship with your spouse. Right. And so the same things, I, I would imagine that lists should be the same. What do you look for in a friend? Um, again, you want a friend that's going to sharpen you and help you. Uh, I like to look for friends. To me, one of the things I tend to not look for, but I like to have, is to have fun, to laugh. Right. Uh, what do you What do you like to look for? Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Maybe I should ask the questions. <laughs> no, honestly. I threw her off, guys, with my questions. She's not supposed to ask me questions this early on. No, you know, I don't know. That's a really good question. Honestly, like, I have here some notes that I jotted down for before the podcast. And, I mean, I think, you know, like, there's a certain, like, I am not any, I go speak places and people come up afterwards and they're like, man, we want to be your friend. Because you put on, you know, you do your thing for that 40 minutes and you're yourself in that, you know, you're not, you're really trying to be yourself and speaking and sharing your heart, but I am a deep introvert. So it's well, really it's hard for me. you say that because at one point you have more friends than I do. But yeah, but it's an interesting point. It's true, but 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 it takes me a long time to find a friend, and and this is an introvert characteristic. It takes you a long time to find a friend, but when you find a friend, you stay friends with them for a long time. So so now you ask me, what do I look for? What was the original question? Yeah, what do you look what do for? I look for in a friend? I mean, there. I mean, I, I'm ashamed to admit that there's a certain amount of chemistry that has to be there, but that chemistry is based on life view direction of life from you know how in, in dating people say like ben always says your son her son says like 
the best thing in dating is to, and he's, he's not dated a lot. Like he's not like he's like 17. It's not like he's speaking from experience, but find a person that's walking towards Jesus and walk with them towards Jesus. Wasn't he the one who said that once? Maybe it was a pastor. It feels like Ben said it once, but the reality is I find that I'm not even attracted at this point of my Christian walk to people who are not walking towards Jesus. And I don't mean this like rudely. It's just like, it's just not in my cadre of, of mindset. I don't have time for someone who, like I want to minister to someone who's running away from Jesus, but that's not going to be normally someone that I'm going to be deeply intertwined in a friendship with because it takes a heck of a lot of time and energy in friendship. And we haven't even started talking about what happens when you Where become a friendship. Where do you look for and, friends? Well, that's a good question, okay? Where do you look for friends? Well, the, that's challenging nowadays, and I, um, I've learned to be more intentional about looking for friends, and so um, neighbors, talking to neighbors, showing up at events. Um, Christian communities, communities. How, has been my go-to. There's no, I mean, I would say most, I, I can't think of a close friend that I have today that I have not met through some form of Christian community slash church. Absolutely, but would you agree it's not so much in the quantity, but it's the quality of the friendship? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think, look, I think people, I mean, I think the average adult in the United States, if you have five or less deep, loyal friends, you're doing amazing. Most people don't get count two people. Right. I think there's studies done on that. Barna may have even looked at that. So I think if, like, you don't need a lot of friends in life. You need good friends in life. Exactly. But now, if you're talking about worldview, and viewpoints and values. So again, you go back to what are you looking for in a spouse? Well, those are things you're looking for, because why? Because it's gonna be healthy. You're already gonna have conflict. How do you resolve conflict? Well, if you're in Christ, you're gonna resolve it differently. How do you, so then if you're in a friendship with someone who doesn't agree with anything you believe, it's not that you can't be a good friends with them, it's just you're gonna fight all the time. If, yeah, no, I think that's really important, especially the kinds of friends we're talking about, your, uh, your peers that are gonna sharpen you and uh, that you spend time with and that you get advice from and that you pray for and with and that you're doing life together. Yeah, so, so I drew some circles like a target and the outside there's acquaintance, right? And then there's like, I mean, there's layers of friends, right? So there's the acquaintance people you just know from afar. What would you say? Then there's like friends, then there's like really good friends, then there's like soul sisters, right? I mean, there's like layers of friendships. And what we're talking about when it comes, so you might have a lot of people who maybe of a completely different faith and, and, and political bend, but they might not make it into the soul sisters side. Right. When we're talking about friendship, I think it's important to delineate that. We're really talking about those couple, two, three, maybe four max, friends that are in your inner circle, that you are, what you're saying, sharpening iron, sharpening mm -hmm. iron. It might even be one. Exactly. And I, you know, I'm very comfortable in the acquaintance, friend level. But, you know, again... But then, real, into, like, close friends would be the... Like, I, don't, I know these are lame titles, but acquaintances, friends, close friends, and soul sisters. Let's just call it that. Soul, right. Soul, soul friends, whatever you want to call maybe it. Maybe you could have three, just acquaintance, casual friends, like, hang out, and then deep friends. That's good. That would simplify it. You like three pointers, don't you? Yeah, I that's good. So, all right, them. I like Diana. So, so acquaintances, friends, and then soul, soul friends, soul sisters. I'm gonna call soul sisters, but can you? Oh, here's a good question. Can a guy and a girl be soul friends? S O U L friends? You know, I'm pretty direct. I don't think they can unless I, it moves I forward. I think maybe that's the person you should be marrying. Yeah, there. I agree. Right? Yeah. I mean, you have to be careful. I would agree with Diana. We were brought up with. I'm not saying guys and girls can't be friends, but they might have to be 
in that outer layer. Yeah. I think when you get to that inner layer. So so the inner layer is, I think, where most of us ache. It's that soul, S-O-U-L. You need a friend who understands you, challenges you, who when you are your true self and your authentic self, and that means sometimes it's messy and sometimes it's broken, they're not going to abandon you. They're not going to turn their back on you. There's going to be grace and there's going to be also, they're not going to pat you on the back and just say everything's fine. They're going to challenge you. Right. That's the deepest layer. The middle layer will pat you on the back. Right. And just kind of tell, tell you I'll what you, you want. I'll pray for you. What you that's an acquaintance maybe oh, sure. even or the middle. But the middle side, the friends will be like, you know, you come home and you say it was a really bad day, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was a really bad day. Let's, you know, whatever. Let's go out and have a meal. Right. And versus a true friend might walk you down, like thinking through it. Yeah, well, why was it bad? And right. And kind what of, is God trying to teach you in it? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've learned a lot, and Lena and I are sisters, but we've become best friends. And there's a difference even in that, but it takes a long time. I uh. mean, we've lived together all of our life and it wasn't always a deep soul sister friendship it grew into that and it so i guess my point is one it takes a lot of time and two you have to uh fight and make up a lot right to become deep friends and that's missing wouldn't you say that a lot of times people don't know how to fight and then make up okay yeah so okay that's a, so diana and i are sisters so even in the process so we are stuck together so in a way like so we, even though we fight, we knew we were like, we were going to be stuck together for life. So that sort of assurance sort of removed the fact that one could leave. But it, we have like, we have a close team. I have a couple of really, Irina, I would say, is a really close friend with us now. Yeah, she's we don't see her our, as much, but I'd say she's one of our closest mm -hmm. friends. And, and Tina, I would put her as mm -hmm. one of my best friends easily. I travel with Tina Wachke more than anybody. Why am I saying the names? Because I think this is important. Tina and I talked about that recently, which is sort of when we were sort of navigating some conversations about new friends. I mean, there's not all your friends are going to be 15 years worth. So there's other friends that God is bringing into my life and there seem to be spiritually compatible. I think that's what I look for in a friend, not, a, you know, with dating, there may be other things. I'm looking for spiritual compatibility ultimately for someone who's going to be really close with me. And so, and so Tina and I were talking about that and Tina Tina reminded me in the context of this other friendship, she says, you know, Lena, the difference we've had, we've had the gift of time. We've been friends for 15 mm -hmm. years. And now Tina's not stuck with me like you're stuck with me in the sense that we're going to be sisters no matter what. It gives you a sense of security. Plus, we've had 40 years together. Now, Tina, we've had 15 years. So there's equity in the friendship that already, like, it's just by virtue of time. She knows me. I know her. And even when we went to Lebanon on our last trip, it was a really good trip. We spent a couple of days in Turkey on the way back. And we even commented about it after we came back. And she said, Lena, we needed this trip because our friendship had sort of gotten into a little bit of a, yeah, like it was there, but it wasn't you we need needed to cultivate a, a vaccine booster, like with the boosters, right? I mean, we we're like, why do you need another booster? We needed a cultivating booster, a friendship. And I, you know, she was right. And it just deepened a little bit what was had turned into a blow, which, by the way, is a great, like, we're not married. Obviously, Tina and I, we don't, we don't get told you guys what we believe about, about marriage. But, like, I feel like, like, again, you go back to this concept of marriage versus friendship. Like, we make these categories in our heads as if, one is going to be different, but isn't that how it is in marriage? Like you're married to your friend, but God has put you in this, but it's a covenant. You need to stay together, but it's the same. You need to vest in it, give it time and, and renew it and cultivate it. Now, again, with these friendships that are not sexual, they're platonic, but they're godly and they're uplifting and they're, but they stretch you and they require grace over time because you're not 
blood sisters to where you're stuck, whether you like it or not, but you're now making an intention to say, I am going to be loyal to you. And it's taken years. And Tina and I had almost a breakup a couple of different times in our friendship, but we were unwilling to go down that path. Irina, we could, if she was on the radio here right now on this show, not the radio, whatever, she would sit and tell you, man, we have had some difficult conversations right here on this dining room table. And there was a time a couple of years ago when I was thinking of leaving the ministry and we were all going blah, 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 and I didn't. And I'm here, God, by God's grace. But like we talked about that in our story, by the way, you can go back and listen. But like Irina and I had some really difficult conversations, but they, she now understands me. I am not, right. and, you know, And easy. that's what makes that such a deep and more special friendship. And don't you, we yes. often check out way earlier than that. That's it. And, and it's because it was so hard. Exactly. And it's I so remember hard. even with Irina, when we went through that hump a few years ago, I remember thinking like, is it worth it? I spent an hour of counseling with my therapist talking about it, and it, it is worth it. And so why am I telling you guys this? And Irina is listening, probably shaking, not, nodding, agreeing with me. Of course, we both would say, I deeply love these people in my life now. And I see them as people that God has put in my life for a long time. And why do I tell you this? Because I think the take home of this podcast on friendship is it ain't easy. Mm-hmm. And there, don't be fooled. And those people you meet online are not your sole friends. If you're on Twitter and you've got a person who constantly asks you and mentions you and you're like, oh, I love him. Okay, that is not real. You need to get in the nitty gritty of life and it will take time and commitment. And those are two commodities in our world that we do not want or like. We want things to happen fast. We want no commitment. We want people to be committed to us, but we don't want to be committed mm-hmm. to them. But I'll tell you what, if you put the work in, it will be worth it. Well, and it's such a beautiful reflection of uh, growing in friendship and working through conflict and digging deeper is kind of how we grow in our journey of faith, right? Yeah. God never leaves us. He pulls us through and a good friend is you are going to grow together. And it just deepens the meaning of uh, love and deepening relationship and being committed to other. And I've seen that, like I said, in so many people around me that I've had to step out of my comfort zone and try to be that friend and learn to look to, to value those friendships because they're necessary. And there are friends that you'll meet that you'll realize you're going different ways where you'll have to break up because you won't be able to sustain the kind of friendship that's draining you. And by the way, it's a mutual relationship. You've got to pour into them. They've got to pour into you. And by the way, it can be online. I'm not saying, I was thinking as I just now, you were saying joy yeah, was a I, deep I, friend I was, of ours, but her. the difference with Joy, Joy's a woman who's older than us. I never would have walked into a small group room and thought, oh, she's going to be my friend. But God has put her in our life, and she is a dear friend of ours, of the ministry, and of me, and of Diana, and many of us. And it's, but, but I'll tell you, her determination to press us towards Jesus is unrivaled. Yeah. Unrivaled. Her joy for the Lord is unrivaled. And I'm telling you guys, what has established that friendship is her, is the spirit of prayer and the presence of the Holy Spirit there. So now, so we everything else we talked about is great. Common dynamics, you meet somebody, you might have a little chemistry, you're committed, you put time, but you want to undergird a, a relationship, you start praying with someone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now, now, whether you do it in person, whether you do it online, I've never met Joy. And I consider her one of my close friends. She knows more about my life than most people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I value that friendship. And I, think, and I think all this to say, look, this is not an easy topic. But for us, you know, I, it's funny. I, I, I was talking with, with, my, with my therapist recently about this, about friendship. She talked about life stuff. And, and I think 
you know, one of the things we were talking is, you know, we were sort of summarizing the year a few months ago and I said, something about friends, I said, well, that's not an issue anymore. I said, because two years ago, I remember with her, I was talking about the loneliness. It was the beginning of COVID and I had just gone through that church stuff. And I remember saying to her how I just was in a place I didn't feel I had good friends and 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 I was lonely and, and, and whatnot, all the stuff that you can imagine. And I remember we, so she sort of challenged me to, to be the friend that I want to be and to sort of pushed me to be authentic, even if it hurts and, and be willing to open up and the pain of intimacy. If you're single, one of the risks of singleness is you stop being comfortable with what it looks like to be intimate. It feels weird to be intimate with someone. It feels like, ah, you don't know how to do it. And I remember kind of working towards that. And by the way, there's a couple other people I've not mentioned that God has put in my life. Jeannie, Beth, there's there's some really gifts that God has put in my life. And so a couple months ago, I, I told Margot, I said, I said, you know what? I don't think that's an issue we need to anymore address because I have so many friends, I don't know what to do with. And she stopped me and she goes, Lena, wait, why is that? This is insightful. Yeah. And I chuckled and I said, hmm, let me think about that. And she says, and, and it's true, like she didn't need to say it, but it's that we intentionally mm-hmm. made it a part of our game plan to be and to look for friends and pray. We, we, I pursued it. I prayed for friends and I started to open myself up in ways that were uncomfortable. And, and, and it was, it led to some conversations, one particular one with Tina that almost ended our friendship but it didn't, it deepened it eventually, and on and on and on, so that now, two, three years later, three years later, I go, oh my gosh, I have so many friends that are deep and connected, and and I never would have thought that about myself. Yeah, I love that. I think it reminds me of the verse that if you wanna have friends, you have to be friendly. Yeah. And that's what Margot. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother because yeah. as, because here's here's the other thing I've learned in this journey to friendships is no one friend is going to meet all of your needs. Right, and that was what I was listening to you and thinking that we're, we need a few different friends to complete uh, that variety, right? Not, you well, Margot Margo had, exactly. Margo had a good analogy that I didn't like at first because I'm sort of one of those loyal people. I, I sort of chafed at it and I thought, yeah, I don't like that. She said to me, friends are like shoes. You need all sorts of shoes. Mm-hmm. It's not all one type of shoe. You need a dress shoe, a this shoe, a that shoe, and you wear different shoes based on. And I remember thinking at first, like she wasn't meaning to compare people to shoes, but the idea is the variety. And I remember being like, that's not right. I want a shoe that I wear all the time. But I found that she's right. Certain yeah, people no, that meet you in certain sense. ways mm-hmm. that others don't. Exactly. And you want some friends that think a little more like you, some that challenge you, some that, and it completes the ver- the differences of how God has made us, which is, you know, and again, I love what you said about being intentional and really seeking out friends. Um, in my work, I teach my clients to look for a mentor and to look to mentor someone to be a, you know, a mentee, but then to have community. And that's the friendship role and really digging, needing that is so yeah. important. And again, uh, we have to seek after that, like you just said, because it's not natural in our culture. Right. And... Um, I was looking for that verse. I thought a good place to end, guys. We're coming to an end of this. And by the way, I have a challenge for you guys. If you're listening, this whole podcast has not been about me telling you, oh, this is my success story and friends. No, listen to me. I am not that person. I am the person who would rather sit on an island by herself. I dream about going to Tahiti on my own. But but that verse in Ecclesiastes, I think, where it says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. People always think about that like in marriage context. I think it's friends context. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. And where is that one that talks about the three chord? This Isn't is it the here? one, yeah. Where is it? But woe to him who is alone and falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. 
No, but where is that? There's a verse that talks about like two is good, but, but a three chord. Diana will look it up while I give you guys some closing. You kind of try to find that verse. Or if somebody, maybe we'll put it in the podcast. Yes, it's 412. 412? Yeah, but yeah, why? Right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we are. I just didn't read long enough. That's you see? This saying. is such a symbolic thing. We give up too soon, guys. I almost thought maybe it's not in the Bible. Maybe it was in a fortune cookie. But no, it is in the Bible. And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. And listen, it is the truth. Here's a challenge to you. This has not been about how we make friends. This is about the importance of friendship, the importance of time and commitment and intentionality, but the desperate need for us to have iron that sharpens iron. My challenge to you is start praying about it. If you are in a lonely place, whether you're lonely and single or lonely and married, and do the work to develop these friendships. Guys, you pray about it, and as God brings people into your life, don't automatically in your mind go, nope, that's not a friend. I can't be... Give it a chance. Let it breathe. See what God will do and see how your whole life will transform. Yeah, I, I, it's so true. And an area where we really have to go uh, upward and, you know, against the stream. I think of Galatians 6 2 that we recited so often in the summer camp we grew up going to bear one another's burdens, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need each other. So don't believe the lie that the world has that we can, you know, uh, do it on your own. You don't have to do it on your own. You need a good, strong community of friends, and may God help us each grow in that. Amen. All right, guys, listen, This uh, we just want to talk a little bit about friendship. If you have any thoughts about friendship, send them our way. You can email me at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. We will uh, do a few more episodes in Soul Sisters before taking a summer break. But in the meantime, have a great day. If you want to meet us live on Facebook, join our Facebook community. I teach the Bible live there. If you just want to find out more about our ministry, check out livingwithpower.org. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Every Thursday, we'll drop a new episode. Hey, until then, know that we are praying for you and we consider you our friends. So have a great day. Any last words, Diana? No, we indeed do consider you our friends and great to be with you again. All right. Take care, guys.